You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. He's going to go and ride a horse. Yeah, I was going to say ride a horse. Maybe there's a Or a cow around. or a pig. Hello and welcome to Reminding You Why You Love Football, a weekly show recently described by one fan in their review as a sweet jar of football gems. It's the only review, but it's a good one. I'm your host, Owen Blackhurst, and if you don't know Mondial, then we are a football brand slash publisher that is often imitated, never bettered, and we would much prefer to be in the pub talking about Roberto Baggio's dribbling. Joining me today to remind you why you love football are Assad the Animal Raza, James Jaws Bird, Seb Shitkicker White, and making his podcast debut, Devastating Dan Sanderson. We're in a studio today after a couple of weeks recording remotely, and things might get physical. Okay, without further ado, uh, we support these now, and over to Dan. My we support these now. It's West Ham United. Well, I'm good. before we get into the reasons, I, I saw the script today and thought, can we support West Ham United? Irons! Irons! <laughs> we can. Well, the first one's Nolsey, and I don't want to be, I don't want to um, celebrate football violence. Maybe, maybe I would have in my younger days, but it's all a little bit silly, isn't it? But the sight of one man, or, and it was kind of two, there was a bit of a, a case of mistaken identity. The main video isn't Nolsey, but there's also an excellent video of. Um, legendary West Ham fan Nolsey holding back what looks like about 150 AZ Alkmaar Ultras single-handedly. And they're all kind of like in balaclavas and, and got their hoods up and they're all in the black sort of identikit Lyle and Scott thing that's been adopted by Central European Ultras. And he's just got a green parker on, um, a Trojan Records t-shirt and he's just palming them off with his gigantic East London hands all by himself. <laughs> yeah. And he's probably a little bit old for all that but he's, he's doing a good deed and you know sometimes you've kind of got to go it's it's um, substance over style it's it's like a Guy Ritchie version of 300 <laughs> <laughs> the European ultras they've done a lot of fighting in forests right so they'll get there and they'll have square goes in forests but Nolsey has actually assumed that position before and he's just gone I'm fucking higher up than you, and I'm going to keep on getting higher up. But some of the blo- some of the digs he lands are sensational. And there's another bloke who's in behind who you can't really see who gets some. Go- but did you, have we all seen him? Have you all seen the celebration he had? Yeah, the Olympic, <laughs> the Olympic Stadium, Stadium with his all. black eye. Thank you for all the pints, West Ham fans, with a big fucking eye on the side. Now the the, the problem for Nolsey is that every game now for the next two years. He's gonna get shit faced. Yeah. I mean, he probably does anyway. But like, more and more West Ham fans are gonna buy him pints. But you, you look like you're warming to this thing, Jake. You just tucked <laughs> at your cardigan. Is that is that how you're gonna do it if you want to speak? No, I don't. I I just I just thought it was brilliant. 
They, he was swatting them. He had a hip operation yeah. 18 months ago. He's, he's, a, he's an unbelievable man doing doing what I think was a good deed. It was the family stands, the players' families were there. He wasn't just kind of picking a fight with 300 men who, <laughs> who he said all swarm towards me like ants. <laughs> but he wasn't just picking a fight with them. He was kind of, you know, trying to protect his, his friends, his family, the players' friends and family. And my favourite bit of the whole story is that at the weekend when he did go to the London Stadium, I think I believe it's called now before they buy it for a pound in a couple of years, is... Um, the, he kind of waited to go up. There was he he he, had, he gave a little bit of theatre before he took his seat, so that everyone was waiting for him. And he got a stand innovation, which I really you know he kind of got his moment in the sun. Finally, he just and, turned up. He, and talking about casuals podcast, something our listeners should probably know is that um, Seb's dad is um, or was or still is Seb. I don't know. Oh is, boy, was is a pen pal of um, intercity firm legend. Cass Pennant. This is very true, yeah, very true. Back in the day, I think they met him. He met, they met each other at Butlins in Minehead. It's in my top five Mundial stories of all time. How, how old were they at this time? Quite fairly young, fairly young. <laughs> so but um, I think they met each other at Butlins in Minehead, and and obviously as back back then, he didn't have emails or WhatsApp or text messages. But yeah, pen pals, um, and they and they still talk. They yeah, they still they still. Chat very occasionally on 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 you know text messages. Back to West Ham United. One reason Nolsey. Yeah, we, no. we can we we support Nolsey. And also Moisey. You know, man, he's he's been on a long long journey of recovery after um, getting his dream job and absolutely fucking it. And I've got a long checkered history with David Moyes for various reasons. I, I basically online bullied him for three or four years. But there was a photo of him with a towel on the phone, and he was a bit of a figure of fun mainly just for me. Um. But I don't know, it's kind of like a nice little, if not a full stop, a comma to his career. He's got West Ham there, he's got a good side, he's playing some interesting football. I don't, I, I don't mind it, I don't mind it. Did you online bully him? A, because that picture, A, because he's the Everton manager, B, because that picture of him in the towel is just too good not to, or C, because if you squint, it could be you in that picture with the towel. <laughs> uh, all of the above. But C, there is, there is a Photoshop version which I'll have to dig out, which looks like me in the towel, which a friend of mine got revenge on behalf of David Moyes, and he's even gone to the trouble of changing the DM that's embossed on the towel to DS. So, oh, that's um, that was kind of the, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's all right, isn't he? He's do we? I do we support West Ham now? No, for Thanks, me. That's that Unfortunately, I said not your choice. I was just. It was more retirement. We support West Ham now, if no, if for no other reason than to piss Assad off. Yeah. Who will leave this in? Has done my fucking head in all day. <laughs> To be honest, he's been nothing but a pain in the arse since I walked through the door this morning, James. I don't know if it's because you weren't here to shackle him and insulate me from him. I, w- I wouldn't shackle. Asa. I think you'd shackle. <laughs> I've been nothing but a sweet summer child. Or I, um, I'm not surprised. See, that's even a mental thing to say. Honestly, I thought he's either he's either been on a big one and not slept, or he's done some before work. I just think we can all be pains in the asses. You know what? Go on then. Uh, Assad's yeah. had an idea uh, at the weekend. Assad's when he, interactive when, episode. Assad's had an idea when he was on DMT at the weekend. He's bought a load of um, vintage 2006. What are they, Birdo? Dan, what are they? They're the official England squad collection 2006. 20. It doesn't even say what they are. They're medals. It doesn't even say they're medals. Yeah. But they're basically what you got at the garage if you bought a load of fuel. Yeah. Which I only found out they were medals when I googled it 
like upstairs in the office because I was convinced there were stickers. I was in an antiques market. In- let's let's let me interject here yeah. because to anyone who picked those up, that clearly couldn't be a sticker. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hard. It's too hard. Were well, you not allowed hard. stickers growing up? What is in there? Nice. Yeah. So we've got. So for, for anyone who doesn't watch the, the the clips of these, the official England squad 2006. So we're going to go round the room and, and unwrap them. And what should we do to make it a little bit interesting? Do we? Do you want to describe who you've got in one line? We have to try and guess, Seb, or should we yeah, just reveal? What a lovely idea! That is. It's just six Theo Walcott. Well, my one. Um, very very good fullback. But um, probably, sadly, the first thing I thought when I saw who it was is uh, an off-the-field incident. It's for all Bridgie, isn't it? It is. And uh, it's mad, isn't it? He was decent. And, I mean, he scored that goal against Arsenal. We have not cast him out of the Champions League. But the first thing I can thought is think of is Captain Leader Belen. Oh, so it's not a coin either. Funny that, isn't it? No, it's, uh, it's a... You pop the coin It's out. like a pod. Not not pod. Pog. Oh, there's pog, a... Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. complete shit, aren't they? <laughs> right there, Dad. I'll, I'll open mine now. <laughs> No looking, Birdo, no looking. Bad days, moment. It's the big man himself, isn't it? The number one, the numero uno. Oh no! David, David James. James. No, 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 it is not Bong spilling David James. <laughs> it is not him. <laughs> oh, it's Sven. Sven, 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 Sven. Look at that. Can right. I keep that one? Me and Sven. Yeah. He's a lovely geezer. Must Don't forget, forget that he's, he's from Sweden. Sweden. Sven Goran Eriksson, la 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 la. Sven Goran Eriksson, la 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 la. Sven Goran Eriksson, la 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 la. He looks like he's English, but he's not. But he's not. <laughs> do you not remember that one? I don't remember that. But I do. But I do. That, I do that was a song, yeah. Fucking great. That's quite. The fans used to sing that, yeah. That's pretty good for England, eh? Doesn't mention the war. Doesn't mention the war. The no, IRA. No, no. No. James Bird is now unwrapping. Oh. They've been watching my football team train before we've played them. <laughs> Frank Lampard. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uncanny. Brilliant. <laughs> it's like he was in the room. <laughs> You've been uh, practicing your accents, Jake. <laughs> Mine is um, Manchester United's greatest living interim manager. Michael Carrick. Correct. Oh. Up yeah. over the spare car parking spot. Not Alex Ferguson's. That's sacrosanct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mundial joins the dots for football culture. And that's not a boast by us, but the words of an actual subscriber in our most recent reader survey. Why not see what they're on about and have a look at Mundial magazine. 100 pages of global football magic released four times a year. It looks great, smells great, and the writing isn't bad either. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the show description to find out more. Dream Blunt Rotation, Assas. For me, my ideal dream blunt rotation midfield, there's got to be balance and there's reasons for every single one of these players. We're going to go to Turin. Well, the reasons for them are that they're in the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's well, not no, you no, just no, picking four random each. players. I cannot wait to hear your dream blunt rotation. Where are we going? Who's playing? Turin, 30th of November 2014. It's the Turin derby. It's midfield of Pogba, Marquisio, Vidal. And Perla. Good midfield. Oh baby. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think it's perfectly balanced. You've got Pogba and Vidal as like the shuttlers. You've got Perlo dictating from deep and Marquisio just, you know, connecting it, tying it all together. Where where are you going? Andrea Pillow's farmhouse. Just the perfect setting for it. You know he'd have just like a great meal ready, perfect vibes, 
everything tranquil. Those three, like Pogba, Marquisio, and Perlo, they just get on really well. And Vidal's that extra chaotic element. That sort of like he's a madman. And, and Vidal, <laughs> what type of things do you think he's going to do if you ask him to? He's going to go and ride a horse. Yeah, I was going to say ride a horse. Maybe there's a or a cow or, or a pig. And he goes hunting. I said I like your um, your your uh, your dream blunt rotation, but I think there's more fun to be had with your nightmare blunt rotation. Oh, it's just a terrible time. It was what that Moisey season at United, two all draw against the bottom table Fulham. I was there. Um, it was just the worst thing. So the midfield was Vidic, Mata as defensive midfielders. Why? Why would that be the case? Like, Vidic doesn't have the pace anymore. They were just running around him. Mata, he's an attacking midfielder, does not know how to play that position. Fletcher. What are they like? What are they like when you're sat in a room with them there? Who's actually going around? It's probably Vidic's flat. (laughs) (laughs) Vidic's flat um, near Ancoats or something. Darren, Darren Fletcher's new build. I think you're in. Yeah. I think you're in Alderley Edge. Whoever's flat, Alderley whoever's Edge. Edge. <laughs> you're going to a gated well, community. Yeah. And they possibly all live next door, so Wayne can just so get off and walk home when it gets a bit fizzy for them. A bit dead though, isn't it? Gated community. Have you seen what goes on behind those gates? No, it, it is not dead. <laughs> Eyes wide shut. Wayne exactly. really got knocked out in his own kitchen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what they choose to show us. Sebastian White, Adventures in Clubland. I had a look at the script before and I thought, oh, I like this. This is something that probably doesn't get talked about a lot. and might even surprise a few people in the room. So um, take it away, Seb. I've gone for Mark Hughes' season at Bayern Munich in the 1987-88 season. He'd come on loan from Barcelona. He'd obviously joined Barcelona for Man United. It didn't quite work out by his own admission. His, his particular style of play didn't quite match with the M. Um, with the, with the play in Spain, certainly not with the referees, you know, there's no doubt about it. Mark Hughes was an extremely uh, aggressive footballer, shall we say. Uh, it wasn't quite working out. He needed some game time by Munich. I mean, that, that, straight away, it's like, yeah, well, obviously I'm going to go there. Now, he goes over to Bayern Munich and he says the first thing, he says it's completely different than Barcelona. They know exactly how to treat players. And he develops a relationship with Uli Hunes very, very quickly. And... This results in quite possibly one of one of the maddest stories that even I've I've seen in football. So he gets called up to the Welsh squad because obviously he's one of the best Welsh players. And in fact, in a crucial game against Czechoslovakia, which they have to win to have a chance to get to Euro '88, he gets called up to that squad. Before that, he scores on his debut for Bayern Munich, and Uli Hoeneß he wants him to capitalise on his debut and doesn't want him to go away for Wales too long. So he goes over to Wales and plays against Czechoslovakia two 0 but Uli Hunas devises a plan, which means he will go and watch Mark Hughes play against Czechoslovakia for Wales, and then he will drive him back to the airport, and both of them will go back to Bayern Munich for that evening so that Mark Hughes can play in the German Cup. Uli Hunas loves him, goes to the match, watches, unfortunately, Wales lose 2-0, so they don't get into the Euro 88. The last thing that Mark Hughes wants to do is go and play for um, another game of football that day. They get picked up by a larder outside the stadium. They get driven to the airport. They go on a rickety old plane that he said he feared for his life. And then they land in Germany. And Uli Hunas jumps in his green Porsche at the airport and drives him all the way to Bayern Munich. And just on half time, Mark Hughes goes through the door. And he's been put in the team and he comes on. And, and, and by his own admission, he wasn't quite at the races. Um, and even though Bayern Munich won, it just showed what, how important Mark Hughes was 
how important but the club of Bayern Munich stature viewed him. You know, this was a, a great young player at the time. Well, not not that young. But he, yeah, he ended up going there and he was there for a whole season, scored a hat-trick against VfL Bochum. He looks, any picture of Mark Hughes in the Bayern Munich kit looks like, like this one here. It yeah. looks like, if you didn't know, you'd think that was a Welsh kit and weirdly yeah. they've got a sponsor, Commodore. But look at the size of his fucking thigh. Oh my God. So, and he, you know, that, that, the, the long the sleeve. Yeah, exactly. He's got back, he's found his love back in football because he, he did admit he didn't quite work for him at Barcelona. He, he didn't really want to go to Barcelona, which sounds mad, but he was enjoying his time at Man United. But he wasn't even at Man United that long the first time no. around, was he? A couple of seasons? No, a couple of seasons. And he basically, he said it was a story that got out of hand about him not going to sign a contract. So Man United shit themselves and went, well, we better make some money off him while we can. And he said, I never put my hand up and went, I don't want to go. And he ends up going to Barcelona. It didn't quite work out for him. Same time as Gary Lineker. That's where a lot of the footballers went in those days in Spain and Italy, wasn't it? Because of lack of European football and, as by his own admission, a, a lot of money. And he would have stayed at Bayern Munich. He's made, he's made, he made it quite clear that he would have stayed at Bayern Munich, but only for one club. Man United, under Alex Ferguson, comes in. He's going back there. But he has that one season, 18 games, six goals. Loved every second of it. And he says it, it influenced him how you should treat players as a manager as well. You know, So it made a big impression on him. And... Yeah, he looked fucking magnificent. One of my favourite internet videos is when he scores that, um, he scores that volley in Man City training. Like he takes two steps back, like he's a fucking a gunslinger, sets himself, and then buries that fucking side-footed volley. And all the um, Man City players just can't believe it. And my one of my second favourite videos like that is when David Platt scores that fucking overhead kick in Man City training, and Sergio Aguero's running round like he's just won the league. He's never seen anything like it. You cannot believe that they're they're bald. Slightly chubby coach, David Platt, who we probably can't understand because Platt has got quite a bit of an accent. It just leaps up and buries a fucking overhead kick. It's incredible. But no, Mark Hughes, what a fella. If I could hear you say Uli Hernes one more time, that would really... <laughs> Uli Hernes, yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> no, but Uli Hernes... It's the third or seventh different way that he said it. <laughs> yeah, Uli Hernes, yeah, Uli Hernes, yeah. Well, you mentioned David Platt there. He did, this, he did similar. He was, he's well, very well... Rated at Sampdoria when he went over there for a bit. In fact, he was their manager for a bit and ended up bringing Lee Sharp over on loan, which is slightly probably. Lee Sharp's recently had to close his uh, his bar in Spain. No, has he closed it? Sharpies. Sharpies, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, seriously, because I was this. He, he was Not nearly in this, actually. <laughs> was it a lawsuit from the permanent marker company? He's closed it. No, it's because no one knows who Lee Sharp is in yeah. Roller. Yeah, it, <laughs> it seemed it like seemed twenty five years after. Yeah, obviously Linux. Have you there. been to Sharpies, Seth? No, but I did quite like the fact that he was trying to do something that someone had, like Linux had done like twenty years ago and, yeah, and yeah. that had fallen by the wayside. First picture shows Lee Sharp in. Um, is he? I recognise that as a golfing jacket. So he's probably been uh, he's been out in the morning. He's got a. He's got a Yankees hat on. I can't... Green, grey. But the pub itself is... It's darker wood than you would get in most old man pubs in, in, in Manchester or, or London or anywhere. It would appear that he's gone to like a closing down of a pub in Old Tringham. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that's the kind of interior that people go to Manchester from other places in the country yeah, to he, visit. People go in and go, this is nice. But the second picture is, is where things get going. He's wearing his, his summer Yankees hat, which is green and yellow. 
Uh, he's got some rugby on in the background. He's got a, a Union Jack coming out of East each year in an Irish bar, which is fucking punchy. <laughs> Seems a mistake. Yeah. 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 Unless you're going for a particular type of Irish bar. Correct, yeah. He's got a succulent, which has seen better days, in one of those little £1, um, £1 uh, things you buy. But he's had his own... Is that his own beer mat's done? A but big green S with a little a, a crown, crown on it as well. Again, not yeah, not a symbol sy- that's synonymous with the Republic of Ireland. The yeah, it's a Northern Irish bar. <laughs> yeah, they definitely play the anthem there every morning at nine o'clock <laughs> over your cooked breakfast. <laughs> what he, a player! Oh yeah, and yeah. an Elvis celebration. To yeah, do. great player, great celebrations. Well, yeah, cool as. I yeah. hope I hope his OP's next business venture goes really well for him personally. Oh mate! Oh mate! Oh mate! Very Alan Carr. <laughs> oh mate! Oh I, mate! Oh mate! Do yours again, I said. Oh mate! <coughs> That's mental. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't dislike it. So, oh mate, uh, James Bird, whose life is a succession of oh mates, to be honest. What you got? Okay, well, I was thinking about those relationships between sort of mentors and sort of mercurial young guys coming through. Like you and me? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> not, 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 not really. That's like you and Nasa. A bit like me and Nasa. Yeah. But before that, like me and you. Yeah. Because you're not mercurial young anymore. And, and I'm not, no. And I've, I've done all I can. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, sort of, and you've emerged from the chrysalis perfectly. You're like one of those like fucking rare butterflies now. Yep. And I've done it. I've blown you off my hand. Go, James. Go, James, out into the world and create. And off I pop. And off you float. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't think this had happened with those. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's all thought about, all okay. this. Hey, for enough. I anyway. say all these things for a reason. My own mate this week is Louis Van Hall and Memphis Depay because they've got that sort of mentor and mercurial talent relationship, which is always very fun. A bit like you and me, yeah. to watch. A little bit like me and you, Owen, in some ways. In other ways, very different. But those press conferences uh, with the two of them in are brilliant because there's a deeper story behind them. Their, their time at Manchester United when uh, Van Gaal was manager, Depay was a 21-year-old, he'd been signed for 25 million, things didn't really work out and I think they were both a bit uh, bitter at each other about that. But then Van Gaal as Holland manager and the sort of the rekindling of that relationship. There was the one press conference where they're sat next to each other. The, the journalist called Valentin looks at Van Gaal and says, why do you always play defensive football? You love defensive football. And Van Gaal goes on this tirade. Valentin, you have no vision in football. The only vision you have is to sell newspapers. You are not a football man. And the camera pans to Depay perfectly. And Depay, under his breath, if he was in here, would be saying, oh, mate, he's just drinking a sip of water. <laughs> oh, no. Don't set him off. I've, I've set him off before. Depay just turns away because he knows that Van Gaal's about to lose his shit at this journalist. And he does. And then the second time... I think it's about a year later, and it's uh, the journalist asks Van Gaal about Di Maria saying that Van Gaal is the worst coach that he's ever had. And Van Gaal goes, well, yes, I think Memphis used to think this about me too. But now we, and you can see Depay go again, just go, oh, mate. And he goes, and now me and Memphis kiss each other on the mouth. (laughs) And Depay's just going... 
Can I recommend the, the Van Hal documentary if no one's ever seen it? My favourite, not only my favourite football documentary, just my favourite documentary because it's all just about... Well, out of all documentaries you've ever seen, the one about Louis Van Hal... It's Hall. the one that makes me most happy because it's well, about... Do you know what? Then it's the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then because you can recommend it, yes. Yeah, because him and his, it's about him and his wife, how much they love each other. It's like... Truce. Yeah, truce, yeah. Truce Van Hal. And he... Uh, basically, every club or international team he's been at, he goes through uh, like the pl- either the players that were like his sons, or the people who were his bosses who he fell out with. <laughs> so by immunity, he'll just be asking like, "Why you check me?" Like, <laughs> he has like a Zoom with Rooney. He there's one bit where he has the De Boer brothers in his back in the back of his car. So there's not even a cameraman in the front of the car because you can see it. Yeah, he has a Zoom with Rooney. He has a Zoom with Rooney, Brilliant. yeah. Brilliant. He has a Zoom with Chavi, and uh, his, his wife comes, right, he's like, oh, come, come and say hello, like, come and say hello, because obviously they talk in English. And he says, come say hello, and she comes over his shoulder just going, oh, handsome as ever. Yeah. Van Hal just sits around with his loafers on, on his iPad, like my dad does, with his belly and his blue polo shirt and his like nondescript white shorts, all from like a Spanish supermarket. But the best bit, like I said before, like I was getting to, was the De Boer brothers, who are sat in the back of his car, whilst they're asking what wrong went wrong with the Holland Island game in two thousand one or two before the two thousand two World Cup. And they're just like sat there, just so fucking awkward. They do not know what to say. They're like, "Well, yeah, you were shit." You, they basically say you were not very good at that time. Like you'd lost it a bit, and he's just trying not to cry whilst he's driving oh them around. Oh, this sounds brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. Wait, just superb. So you're saying he also goes around to the people who've sacked him? Yeah, like, by is he like on a, their a by Munich? Is he on their doorstep? Just like no, no, no. So it's agree, but it's like they they just have a bit of passive aggressive banter about why he got sacked but yeah. like he sacked me and now we kiss each other <laughs> <in the mouth. laughs> it's it's like a footballing high fidelity where he just goes around all his ex-girlfriends yes. and kind of figures out what it is yeah I re- that sounds amazing it's and it sounds like right. he might have paid for it to be made <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which i don't mind yes. there's, there's plenty of things i love about louis van hart i mean more than we can talk about but one of my favorites is that him and uh Koeman hate each other right it's it's it's, it's an open yeah. secret it's openly known that they hate each other and um like a lot of um, ex-footballers do from the northern hemisphere they both own houses in albafira i think or one of the portuguese golf resorts but Koeman bought one there first so Van Hal waited and bided his time until he could get the one next door, which is slightly set back, twice as big, and overlooks it. And he did it, so Koeman would always have to be looking up to him. That is brilliant. He's brilliant. I was really gutted for him He's great. during the World Cup. I kind of wanted it to do this fairy tale, you know. Was yeah. I think he's yeah. incredible. They just weren't that good, were they? No. no. Him and Edgar no. David's riding shotgun to the, <laughs> the sunset. That would have been amazing. That, yeah. that is, they looked that's, incredible. That was the, the best thing about the World Cup. Fuck Messi winning it. Those two sat there looking like an amazing... Like fucking cop duo. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine? Can you imagine solving a case with Davids and Van Hart? There's no good cop there. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just just sat there getting into you, but they're just having a row. (laughs) (laughs) I think he did it. I don't think he did it. Van Van Hart having a go at Davids for his questioning technique. Yeah, I was going to be like, why'd you ask him that question? Edgar, you must be better. (laughs) 
I, uh, best case scenario for me, I'm just a similar shape, similar hair. I, I'd quite like to look like Louis Van Gaal when I'm older. Sort of that. weird. Like, he, he's, he's strange looking. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's another kind of looking up, so am I. But, 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 there's something cool about that. Yes. yes. He would happily, I reckon, eat a hot dog while having a piss. I <laughs> <laughs> camp. He would just, he would just stand there, just yeah, yeah. You, you want mm-hmm. a liberal man? Yeah, just, just yeah. C- couldn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. doesn't care. He'll, he'll shower with the players. No doubt in my mind, Van Al's in there. Yeah. Well, yeah, Memphis, you know, good cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, he, he's had a shower at home. He's not tucked him out for training yet, but he wants another one. He's getting in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Van der Beek! Van der Beek in the showers! Come on, Van der Beek! Towel down! Yeah, towel whipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some real some real goose in and horse play with Van Al around. I, yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. I like both of them a lot, actually. Edgar Davids and Louis Van Al. Louis Van Al, especially. I think. If we had, probably if we run through a, um, like the Mundal 11, of, like our heroes, I think Van Arm might be manager. I'd, I'd say so. I'd say so. I, I think, think so. It wouldn't be not, any of the, it wouldn't be Pep. Not Bielsa. Hey? Not Bielsa. No. I think that's what. You want to win something. That's what, think, yeah, yeah, that's what people play. think. Yeah. What um, about? To be a buckets aren't fucking cool, mate. I don't <laughs> care what anyone says. Yeah. Leeds fans listening to this, fair play. I understand why he's a legend and he did great things and I was glad. He got you back into the Premier League. Yeah, he's a fucking right. crank, and sitting on that bucket is offensive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with Darwin Nunes. That should be mental. You're probably yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking to join a club? Well, how about Club Mundial? It's what we call our subscriber offering, and it's the best club in the world, we think. For only £10 a quarter, you get the magazine through your door, a tidy little membership card, 20% off all Mundial merchandise and discounts at classic football shirts, all press espresso, art of football and Percival menswear. What more do you want? You also get priority access to events, subscriber-only merchandise and a weekly Club Mundial newsletter. Go to mundialmag.com or follow the link in the description to subscribe today. We'll see you at the bar. Limbs, uh, we've all we've all done limbs, or if we haven't, we'd like to. Ended up at the bottom of some concrete steps with your mate doing a leg drop on you um, as you celebrate a goal. Dan, over to you. What's your limbs? The goal I've celebrated most. I mean, there are many, which are all probably level pegging and been very fortunate to support Liverpool in the past few years. So between 
Divokadiji and Mo Salah and stuff that's been great ones. But a topical one for this week uh, was Roberto Firmino's last game at Anfield. Last week, um, he's been Liverpool's number nine for two great sides. He's won the lot. And my limbs was when he scored a last-minute winner against Paris Saint-Germain in the 2018-19 Champions League group stage at Anfield. Um, it, it, we would sooner up, I think. Daniel Sturridge had scored, James Milner had taken the penalty and then just kind of took our foot off the gas and PSG came back into it in a big way. And all their dopey ulcers, I have a real big problem with PSG for many reasons. We'll, we'll, we've got time, we'll get into it. Um, started taking their shirts off and kind of waving their silly flags with pictures of Heath Ledger's Joker on it and stuff like that and thinking that they'd kind of got a result at Anfield uh, in a kit with a basketball person on the shorts. Um, much to my shame, actually, I was kind of on the way out of the ground, thought it's 2 2. You know, 2 2 is okay at home, it's, you know, we're, we're going to get through here. And Trent Alexander Arnold took a free kick. Roberto Firmino fired in from a very close angle in the 93rd minute. As I was on the way down the stairs, I jumped and probably cleared about 14 steps. <laughs> and Anfield absolutely lost it because PSG had kind of, you know, every year it's that they're going to be the big European team, they're going to do this. They've got they had Neymar, Cavani, Mbappe on the pitch and they couldn't do it in Anfield. Um, and I thought it was kind of what the kids call uh, clutch I believe is Firmino's role in that team for a long time he was just always in the right place at the right time to pinch a result he, he um, worked incredibly hard he probably didn't get the the glory that Sadio Mane and Mo Salah did but probably in time and place and you know the the, the club World Cup and, and the group stages when we needed a goal and stuff like that he was there and I think that really summed him up also and the game, sorry to interject, where he um, celebrated. He'd just come back from his eye injury. So it was the first, um, it was the first one-eyed Bobby celebration. <laughs> so, <laughs> I used to do this celebration, playing against James Bird on FIFA. Whenever I scored against him, I'd put my and turn around and just go, the one-eyed Bobcat, and spin around, spin around on my chair. Uh, yeah. um, and obviously we went on to win the Champions League that, well, the, the next year, or that, that same sort of um, spell. And... We may not have, because if it wasn't for Robbie, for me, no. And I think I love him, man. I, I never thought I'd love a footballer again after we kind of... I think Torres was the last one I swore off when he left overnight to Chelsea. I was like, you know, I'm a grown-up now. But uh, Liverpool's number nine, man. He's been so good. And he's fucking weirdo. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant about him. He's not, he's not like the animal that Suarez was. He's not like the prolific goal scorer that Torres was. He's not Mane. He's not Mo Salah. He's just weird. Before, if, if anyone hasn't seen this, and you you probably have to go on the official Liverpool account to see it, but there is a video yeah. there. And clubs <laughs> clubs make a lot of bad content, but we should also recognise them when they make good stuff. There's a trailer for a film coming soon, which is called Si Senor, but it's Familio's mum in a kitchen in Brazil trying to sing the song and getting it wrong, but just the lights, she's so radiantly happy and, oh. and, 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 and like that her son has a song... At Liverpool, it's she keeps saying it. She's saying I forgot the words, and she's just making up her own oh, words and his names. It's, she just says Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Firmino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, it's like genuine heartwarming, heartwarming stuff. This is Stain, is it? Seb's football programs. <laughs> Seb, you've been buying again. I see. Let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this little pretty you've got here. This one is the program from. The 28th of May 1970 between Napoli and Swindon Town in the final of the Anglo-Italian Cup. Thought so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so obviously, before long before Maradona and Scudetto's, Napoli were losing finals at home to Swindon Town. Now this game was the this was the first season of proper season of the Anglo Italian Cup, and it's fair to say that the Neapolitans didn't quite enjoy seeing their side losing to uh, Swindon Town, containing the likes of Don Rogers and people like that. And Who, what do you mean the likes of Don Rogers? <laughs> oh, sorry, no, people, people don't. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Don Rogers. Not everyone yeah. who's listening will have a sort of family to see around the Don Rogers <laughs> type of footballer like you do. Yes, sorry. P- apologies. apologies. But, but Seb, you've got to yeah. wind it back here. There might be people listening to this who don't know what the Anglo-Italian yeah, Cup right. is. So, let, so let's have it right. It, do you not know what it is? I, I don't see. know. Yeah, yeah. The Anglo-Italian yeah. Cup, and we can all try on this. James wrote a piece yeah, about it as well, so he will be bubbling now to, <laughs> to, yeah. to join in. So, this really so I'll give an overview. <laughs> I'll give an overview before we might not let James in now. Um, but Anglo-Italian Cup. Well, it was. A, it's been. There's been many guises, but it's always been um, a cup between English and Italian teams, but. Pretty much always second division. Yeah, but also non-league as well. Oh, and there was a non-league yeah, version of it for a bit as well. In the eighties, I believe it got stopped because the violence was so bad they just couldn't they just couldn't carry on with it. But anyway, so well, it, let's have a look at this. Let's have a look at this program. Then well, this is the thing. Is it's it. quite important. This one because they don't really do programs in Italy. Even now, they don't. You know, you might. I don't know, James. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I can't imagine there was a program for the Champions League semi-final. No, no, of course. No, not. they don't do programs in Italy. So. This is all part of this new competition, this new format, and it's in everything's in English and Italian, you know, to cover, cover oh, both right. bases. James will be able to read this, then, yeah. won't you, James? <laughs> I'll be able to, yeah. If you churro, a Anglo Italiano, what's that mean? Oh, that's the future of the Anglo Italian Cup. Nobody flies on you, is Old Duolingo bird. James spent a lot of money on Italian lessons. Um, <laughs> but basically, Swind- basically Swindon go over there and wallop Napoli 3 0. Napoli. Oh, a hosing, an old school hosing. Uh, uh, old school hosing. Was um, Don Nap- Rogers? Did mainly Don Rogers the score? absence of probably. Uh, did Don Rogers score? Don Rogers. <laughs> Donny? You know, you know Donny. Donny Rogers. They win 3 0. And this might be because Dino Zoff isn't playing for Napoli because he's actually training with the um, Italian national team ahead of the 1970 World Cup. But. So they have to put a reserve keeper in. But they lose 3-0. And it's fair to say the Italian, the Neapolitan fans do not take kindly to this. And basically riot. And the game is abandoned uh, after, I think it might be like 79 minutes. And even then it probably should have been abandoned before. There's all sorts coming down from the terracing on, on all the Swindon players. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not a nice atmosphere to be in by any stretch of imagination. But they won the Italian Cup. So. The, the Napoli fans set fire to their own stadium during that game mm. and there were 55,000 of them watching it yeah. you think after all these years they might have just fucking chilled out a bit <laughs> <laughs> how, how long did this tournament go on for when did it end it's been it's, it's had various guys over so, the years it like stops and then someone brings it back like in, Robot Wars you know where it goes away for a bit and comes back with a new host Wars, um, it, it came back in the 90s cause it, and it, I went right it, it got stopped because there was too much going on came back in the 90s and half of the Birmingham team, I don't, I don't think, can go back to Italy because there was a massive fight <laughs> right. afterwards. But, I mean, the programme is, is in good nick. It's got a great cover. It's got a fantastic Umbro advert, which is all very much in type, in um, in text. Nothing too fancy. And obviously, Humphrey Brothers Limited, which... Um, wow. Umbro you know, House. Wow. Umbro House. Humphrey Brothers with a... Sorry, Napoli yeah. wearing the Umbro kit. That is a wonderful programme. Yeah. yeah. It is much 200 lira as well. 
you know. Is that much how much how much it cost you? Yeah. I miss. I, I really, <laughs> really miss. I really, really miss European currency. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Trying to get a pint in Spain, having to get fifteen different coins out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like going to Greece and getting drachma and like what a word! Like it like really because you know I I went abroad when I was a kid, but we'd often go to you know it'd be like a like a a, a budget you know Canaries trip or something like that. But it felt so like, and you'd just be with loads of other people who looked the same as you with different yeah. accents, right? But the fact there was a peseta and there was loads of them and they were little or a drachma or fucking stuff. I remember Lira the first time I saw it, my dad was like, here's a million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're here, I'll have some of that, dad. Can I have some more? Can I have some more? Couldn't you get, get a game of pool for it? <laughs> Enjoying this podcast, but not really ready to subscribe to a print magazine? Well, you need the Mundell Gateway drug. Why not sign up to our weekly newsletter? You'll get exclusive writing, discounts, recommendations, and some really, really random references. Follow the newsletter link in the show description and see what you're missing out on. Quiz. Um, before we start the quiz, we probably should have a name for this quiz, um, but we need to have a little update on the standings. So we've had two rounds of the quiz, Tom. Yeah, so we've had two rounds of the quiz. Uh, currently, yourself, Owen, and Assad are joint top on three points each. Dan, you've not got a sound, have you? Everyone, if you've listened to episode one and two, you know everyone's buzzing noise. Do you want to go around and do them again, James? Distressed elephant. <laughs> that was Owen followed by Seb. Assad. <laughs> Damn. Not another one! <laughs> very good. It's really hurting my throat doing this one. Though. I'd like to do like uh, Ric Flair. Oh. Woo! Like that. Yeah. Is that good enough? Yeah, fucking. You know him. Same birthday as me. I love Rick. Anyway, the rules are as follows. The game is called Who Played At for now. That's the working title. We're never going to come up with the title, are we? I, th- I like Who Played At. It's simple, isn't it? It says, what, it says on the tin what it is. Um, so I will read out a match from any point in history and I will say a position on the pitch for one of the two teams that played and the first one to uh, alert me with their sound and then, so, so no interruptions. Once that sound's been heard, everyone, the game is dead. For that person to answer the question. Uh, so are we ready for the question and the position? Oh, yeah. Gladiator ready. ready. The match is England versus Argentina. <clears throat> Saturday, 12th of November, 2005. Oh, it's I'm a there. friendly match. Oh, in it's Switzerland. In Geneva. Who was playing at... Defensive midfield for England. Jamie Carragher. You didn't. You didn't do the sound. Woo! Jamie Carragher. Incorrect. Do 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 do. Yep, James. Owen Hargreaves. No. <laughs> Someone like. <laughs> you bust. Quick. Jonathan Woodgate. No. Oh. I'll say close-ish. It's more. It's gonna be like a. Sad. It's not Rio, is it? No. Oh, fuck. I think I might know who it is if it's in that wheel. You're alive, Oh, more than one guess. Oh, no. sorry. Owen. Lee Bowyer. No. Is it Dominic Matteo? No. Oh, God. Lindley <laughs> King? Yes! <laughs> I was going to guess Lindley King first time, you know. Okay. Ins and outs. So I'm going to go for Seb because he's misspelled something brilliantly again. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and see the red line on the script. What, we, what have you? Can you just say it as you've written it on the script, yeah. please? I have written it as the pot noodles at Dagenham. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously mean the pot noodles at Dagenham and Redbridge. And so why were you at Dagenham and Redbridge, and why were you eating pot noodles? Dagenham and Redbridge, I was at because I jokingly said to my daughter, "Do you fancy going to watch Chelsea at J- West Ham?" Jokingly. jokingly, not joking. No, yeah. sorry, not joking. Dead yeah, and she went, yeah. And he not had re- his coat on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not realising it was 37 stops on the district line, which is a very, very long way. Uh, and on a school night for On a school old. night for a 10-year-old. But Chelsea won 4-0 and she loved it. So, uh, you know, it was worth it. And the other thing we, we loved was the fact that I've been to loads of games, hundreds of games. I've been to hundreds of stadiums. I have never before had the offer at the food stall of a pot noodle at a football match. You could cause some damage, couldn't you? Now, this is the Imagine thing I don't see if you'd have had a pot noodle. This, is, this, <laughs> oh, this is the thing, right? We go to games, and my, my missus just can't get her head round it. Why are they taking our bottle tops off us in case you you know you want to throw a bottle of wine? In case one of granddad's yeah. mates is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. But, yes, it's stu- I mean, you can... It's just ridiculous, some of the rules you go through. But you can have a pot noodle at Dagenham Redbridge and did they have the full suite of pot noodles? No, it was just the, it was just your chicken, chicken and mushroom and beef and tomato. Because if they did have the full suite, what would you have had, Seb? I'd have had the Bombay Bad Boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, as good as a curry, change. as good as um, a good curry, that. Yeah, I haven't. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Seb. It's, it's not. not right. It's not. <laughs> it's not as good as a good curry. And stop going 37 stops on the district line of the school night and uh, get your daughter some proper sustenance when you're making a go. (laughs) Because you could have just gone to like, you know, you could have just gone to Tesco's or something and got a few bits for, couldn't you? You could have a a train picnic. Yeah, we could have done some train tapas, couldn't we? You you didn't do that, did you? You What problem did they have? No, she had a burger. (laughs) (laughs) She had a burger with cheese and onions. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Pot noodles, not in. Um, Who else has got an in in here? Assad. My in was going to be, I bought it, bought two of them three weeks ago, and I've just been wearing them basically non-stop. It's like a Muji hemp-like, kind of boxy, <laughs> Cuban, uh, like a Cuban-style shirt, like t-shirt. Is so, your look for summer going to be like Don Assad? Yeah, man. I hope so. But you got to chest hair up. You can do what you want with the mm-hmm. fucking chest hair, but I, be, <laughs> I just want you to, be, I just want you to be consistent with the look. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jazz it up if you're going to jazz it up. I'll jazz it up, mate. See, I, I quite like that sort of look, but I end up, and I've got the trousers on today, I just look like uh, Rodney Sloss when he gets sunburnt on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in the groovy gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got skateboarders on all Sunday. So yeah. if, I go, if I go too summery, I just end up looking like him, kind of having to go to the kids' club because they've got a package holiday. Um, yeah. But I think they're great. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. So where are these shirts from, I said? Where are these shirts from? Muji. M-U-J-I. The, the, pen, the pen emporium. Yeah, but they're, they're clothes. We do some good gear. Yeah. yeah. In Muji hemp Cuban shirts. Um, I haven't seen you in one yet, but I, I like the sound of it. I like how confident and happy you looked while you were talking about it. And I can't wait to see you in it. So Muji Lovely. hemp Cuban shirts are in. James Bird. Yeah, uh, summer football tournaments. What, just what do you mean? Like the World Cup? <laughs> no, no, like small-sided summer football tournaments, the kind that you used to play when you were a kid, and you'd go, you'd spend the whole day there, there'd be out. a burger van, and you'd out. get out. out. I'm, I'm, fi- I'm, I'm finished. Okay. Um, but for, why are Tell me why, why, they, why they're in first. Tell me why you want them in first. They're just brilliant. You get to play football... You get, to, you get to play four hours of football. It's often sunny in my memories. Yeah, they were always, always really, always sunny. Yeah. 
Flip, flip the coin to the other side of this. You've had, you as the coach, have had eight months <laughs> of these little cunts. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, cricket se- it's cricket season, so really you want to do something for yourself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your child might want to play another sport as well. Um, so eight months of the fuckers, and now, because yeah. it's hot all the time, yeah. you've got to buy a gazebo. <laughs> In modern times, you do. It is always hot at them as well. Yeah, because it's it's the summer and football shouldn't be a summer sport. It's cricket season, I'll refer to that. They're fucking sat around for ages. There's huge gaps between games. They're organised badly. We used, There's one near my house at the weekend, yeah. the Rustall FC summer tournament. Rustall, I had one of my biggest bust-ups with an opposing manager, actually. But I went to that fiesta there. It's two days long. Sick. Great <laughs> <laughs> for you. Yeah. The Bad thing, for Owen. The thing is, right, is, is that Beardo's... In his mind, still one of the, he thinks he's going to get snaffled by another team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, you should be helping me with the coaching and putting up the gazebo. Yeah. Yeah. He's bought You're himself, not playing. He's bought himself some new socks. He's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got those shin pads, sort of holders. He's, he's ready to go. He's bought a big bottle of squash that he's made yeah. himself because he's got hard fizzy drinks. Spent 20 quid on classic football shirts. He's going to look fantastic. Fucking hell. Abs- no, out, out. Dan, do you have an in? It's Bluey's dad. Bluey's dad's a legend, so Bluey is an, um, a cartoon. Is a children's cartoon about oh. um, a family of Australian healers um, who are dogs and blue healers. Yeah, yeah. He's um, Bluey's dad is is he's sort of a little bit lazy, likes watching cricket. Will be like a great dad, but like he'll find a workaround. You know what I mean? He's, he's not, not quite there yet. He's not quite there yet, and he's also not um, Daddy Pig from Peppa Pig, who's essentially the butt of all the jokes in that. Um, so I think he's he's a positive role model for um, for dads who are a little bit uh, who are fucking it up a little bit, but like <laughs> muddling through. Um, there's 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 a lot of, there's a lot of great stuff. He gets involved with play, but he will like skive off and go and watch the cricket on the couch. <laughs> and um, I see a lot of myself in him. Bluey's dad. Bluey's dad. In- I, I like the sound of him. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Go for a pint yeah, with him. I can, I can see some similarities there. You'd let him have a pot noddle, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Outs. We've got more outs. Assad, I'm going to start with your out. My out is fake sentiments. Say what you mean, man. Like when I say nice things to you? Yeah. <laughs> this arouse, like, arose, even arouse, oh. um, arose from me doom scrolling through the Man United Twitter feed. And they had done a tweet that congratulated Man City on winning the Premier League title this season. Along with, along with saying they'd be back for it next year and with like an old 2008 era Man United like winner's trophy, do you know, with the United ribbons? Mm. Yeah. Fuck. Bad. Ick. Also, Bottom don't mean it. it. You don't mean it, do you? Uh, yeah. Man United social. Out. Seb. I'm going to be, try and be as brief as possible about this because I've been quite angry about it. Um... <laughs> He's boiling, Jim. He's boiling, looking bubbly. Pitch invasions. Fucking love them. Good, right? But do not use the basis of your pitch invasion to go and goad the away fans in the corner. Just celebrate like you're fucking supposed to. It's so, it, it, I get, you know, I've said it before. I like a bit of a, you know, a bit of... Argy-bargy? Uh, Argy-bargy's fine. A bit of rivalry, a bit of... That's, that's all fine. But if you've just got to Wembley and your first thought is, I'm going to go and give the V's to those Bradford fans over there, then... You're doing football wrong. Enjoy. Well, I, it. I think you're lying to yourself and all of us. Say you, you could any football rivalry in the world. You could find you could find a, a, a banner to. to of course. Look, look, look. When Yeovil beat Sheffield United in the playoff final, slow semi-final, should I say? We weren't running over to Sheffield United fans. No, no, you are right. It's it's become. We were. There is a, a lot of 
the younger element in Grounds, and I don't want to sound like an old, but I am old, so I can sound like no. an old man. But it's so, um, you know, Carl, you're going to Wembley. Enjoy it. Just go sh- and straight celebrate with your players. You don't need to film yourself doing it either. Just soak it fucking in. So, you know what? You've convinced me. Pitch invasions where fans are more interested in goading away fans and celebrating getting to fucking Wembley. Out. <laughs> Dan. I'm Evanti. I'm Team Andy Burnham, mate. Take it off from the crap. Out. Out. I travelled on them last week. Out. James Bird. Just trophy lifts. They need to do something new with them. <laughs> watching watching City lift the Premier League trophy yesterday and when it panned out I was looking at it through a window it panned out and I genuinely thought someone was playing FIFA all the players just jumping up and down like this one after another the shot the crap blue smoke behind it this, it just looked the same as it has done for many 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 years when you won the league last year what was yours what did you not do because I've seen the pictures we immediately took all of our clothes off <laughs> if you want this out you've got to improve it improve it now what's your elevator pitch to improve celebrations one line you're in front of the Premier League now and you're doing it this is how it's changed the celebra- celebrations forever go I'm fucked <laughs> <laughs> trophy lifts have to remain in do you reckon they'll make Man City do reverse trophy lists when they get it all taken off? <laughs> I'm, I'm up for all of the clubs doing open top bus parades for the trophies they would have won. I'd definitely go and celebrate the 14-15 one in town. Yeah. And Man United do the same. And yeah, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Get all the players back. Get them back. Dan Sturridge. Like fucking imagine we're getting off the plane like the fucking Lucas Labour coming from <laughs> <laughs> Dan, fucking dancing down the steps at speed fucking Nanny like, and Anderson yeah exactly get the silver twins back Tom Clemens Brendan off his sofa from sack just coming back in I thought the group were great eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's Raheem Sterling another title Sterling back in how are we doing John Joe. John Joe. The king. If you want to buy the magazine, it's mundalemag.com. Follow us on social at mundalemag, at mundalemag on Twitter and Insta. We've currently got a magazine out. We need to sell some more of them, so don't be afraid to go along and show your support. Uh, share this tell your mates thanks again and we will be back next week with more of the same all the best reminding you why you love football is a Monday production for Football Co original music by Harry Harris production by Tommy Stewart and Seb White hosted by me Owen Blackhurst and recorded on the run